Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. All right, let's take a look at a high-level overview of the Louisiana medical market. Uh, looking like it's going to have some strong sales after a lackluster performance. They've got nine dispensaries. They've started selling flour for the first time back in January. First time since uh, the program started in 2019. So years of struggle with one of the most restrictive frameworks in the nation. Louisiana's, Louisiana's medical marijuana market poised for a much stronger growth in January when uh, nine dispensaries started selling. So after years of struggle with one of the most restrictive frameworks in the nation, Louisiana's medical marijuana market is poised for much better growth in January when nine markets, uh, nine dispensaries are going to be able to start selling flour instead of only tinctures, topicals, and portable vaporizers. So Flower, no matter where you go, the most popular category by far, at least 42% California, the lowest market share in the nation. Uh, I would imagine it's probably going to be probably 60% plus, maybe even start off at 75% there. Um, so with the addition of flower and some other tweaks to that medical marijuana program, you're going to see medical cannabis sales in Louisiana projected to roughly double next year to around $100 million. It could get as high as $400 million by 2025. So the market was started in 2015, didn't launch till 2019, allowed only two cultivators and 10 dispensaries. Um, and then the latter must run as pharmacies. So that's kind of a cool model, similar to what you might see over in um, Amsterdam. So the initial qualifying condition listed for prospective patients was so tiny that only 3,000 were making purchases when sales began. But in 2020, they changed that. So qualifying conditions were allowed to have um, uh, right recommendations for any ailment that they felt. Edibles and the meter dose vaporizers were available late 2020. So those products were really popular right away, of course. Convenience and especially Louisiana probably being a little bit more conservative. They're not going to probably sell as many pre-rolls as uh, maybe the vape pens. Edibles are going to be strong. But delivery um, you know, methods at home will, will probably be pretty pretty strong there and delivery they have delivery options so that's great so they're still running with pretty strong um, hurdles restrictions um, and those include uh, lack of advertising which you know every market kind of goes through those um, Washington didn't allow billboards than they did than they didn't um, so they're gonna have to just figure that out and how to how to get through no matter what uh, looks like patients are increasing, so that's good. As of September, a total of 28,000 have received at least one recommendation. And then the third quarter, uh, 14,000 purchased. So not a whole lot. That's less than half of the state's population of 4.6 million. Um, and there's a lot larger markets in Arkansas and Florida where at least 2% of the population are registered as medical marijuana patients. But they think that it's just kind of building. It's slow. Um, maybe a lot more conservative, and they're just going to have to wait it out. Sales, they expect that to be between 90 million and 110 million next year. And then by 2025, that's going to be projected to be around 330 to 400 million. Um, but they're going to have to start selling in January before any of that happens. So, flour, the most popular and cheapest form of cannabis, still not available. You have to wait for that to come out. Two producers have insisted for months that they're well-stocked for the year with more than a thousand pounds of cannabis flour and storage. Um, yeah, but they, like, who wants to wait? Like, that's going to be super 
dry or um, if it's in light, it depends on how they're storing it, all those issues. But anyways, at least it's going to be there, I guess. <laughs> they're expecting to get as high as 3% of the population, about 138,000 for the medical patients. There'll be a lot more once they go wreck uh, and things kind of roll out from there. Um, but probably not as strong as Florida. It's going to be a little bit more conservative. Uh, maybe take a little bit longer to roll out, but um, time will tell. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season 1 of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.